I mean, the scripture, it really gets confusing. I don't understand it. It says that God knew us before we were formed, before we were born in our mother's womb. So I don't know that I understand it all, but I do believe, you know, that you're a spirit that you're going to live on. And you've had people on too, as I've talked to as well, that, you know, had a heart attack and they're looking at themselves or outside their body. So, you know, that's, I'm a believer in that. We'll be discussing Joel Osteen today on The Truth Must Be Told, so stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. Okay. When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and they kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Hello, welcome to all my listeners. I'm glad that you've decided to join me today and welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I want to welcome our new subscribers to the channel. Thank you so much for clicking that uh, button and, uh, and for subscribing so you don't miss these exciting episodes. Hello to all my listeners on ImpactRadioUSA.com. Glad that you're uh, tuning in. Don't forget to tune in to the second part of the program where we will be covering the uh, Get Wisdom. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Get Wisdom, I do it every Wednesday, and we're going through the book Get Wisdom, Making Christian Heroes of Ordinary People by Ronald Kirk, and that's available on his website at getwisdom.us or on Amazon, but uh, glad you're tuning in. And, um, and I just want to say up front that these videos that I'm doing on false teachers and false prophets, they are done out of a careful examination of Scripture in response to the statements that are made from them. I ask that you—this this isn't a, a sinful attack on these people. This is a critiquing of—biblical uh, critiquing according to Scripture. So we look at the Bible in relationship to what they say, and we see, does it line up with the Word of God? And this is what we're doing according to the Scriptures, where we where the Bible tells us to— uh, to test all the spirits to see if they are from God. And if there's any questions on things, yeah, then we need to point those things out. Uh, as, I've, as I've quoted many, many times, um, um, excuse me, uh, it's been, been kind of a crazy morning for me today. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us to have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, we just want to expose it. And you yourself as listeners, you have to, you can agree with me, you can disagree with me, it, it's okay. I'm just quoting things from the Bible, and uh, we're looking, uh, we're just looking at things. Now, I've placed, um, I've placed Joel Olstein uh, under the title of, of uh, false teachers. Now, I'm going to say that he is, n he's not necessarily a false teacher per se, but one has to question his use of the Bible. Now, he is the uh, pastor of Lakewood Church. He has been the pastor there since 1999, after the sudden death of his father. 
He's been seen on um, multiple TV interviews, and unless you've been living under a rock, you won't know who he is. Uh, you should know who he is. He's been seen, uh, he's been, uh, as I said, he's been interviewed on multiple TV uh, shows, radio shows, including Oprah and Larry King, amongst others. I mean, he seems to have a, an inroad to a lot of these, a lot of these places. And, uh, but he's picked up a lot of criticism pertaining to his poor command of his, of scripture. Now, understand when we say a poor command of scripture, it's referring to, um, his teaching, his use of biblical principles, teaching them in a simple way. He doesn't seem to, to, to grasp hold of what the Bible actually says, even though he sat under his father for many, many years, uh, who was a Southern Baptist. Um, Joel himself has been uh, ordained from within the church itself, uh, from Lakewood Church. He was ordained from Lakewood Church. Uh, and um, He's got quite a quite a popular following. He's he's a very very popular man, uh, very very uh, I want to say charismatic just because of just the way he is, people do like him. And him and Victoria have been on many 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 shows and uh, have put their uh, you know put what out put out there. Now, when I say that he doesn't command the scripture wells, what I'm saying is here, he said when asked why he does not focus more on sin the devil, and hell in detail when he preaches. Osteen stated in an interview with CBN News, he said this, When I grew up, the devil was a reason why I had a headache or the devil was the reason I got mad today. We always blame the devil. I think today when I say the enemy, I like to make it a broader, like to make it broader. Sometimes the enemy can be our own thoughts. We've trained ourselves the wrong way. Or the enemy can be our lack of our own lack of self-discipline. Some people preach about hell like you're like you're already going there, and to me, the gospel means good news. I'd rather say that God is a God of mercy. So I think the people already know what they're doing wrong. I certainly believe in hell, but to me, when I see thousands of people before me, I just it just doesn't come out of me to say, you guys are terrible and you're going to hell. I'd rather say that God is a God of mercy and you've got to live an obedient life, but for every mistake you've made, there's mercy there. And I believe we can do better. Isn't that special? Yeah, yeah, Joel, yes, God is a God of mercy. And <clears throat> he... Uh, you know, I, I doubt, though, if if the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah would agree with you on that, let alone the people that died in that, um, in that what was that little thing in Genesis? What was that called? Oh, yeah, the flood. Yeah, God is merciful. But remember, <laughs> you know, I mean, he is merciful, but, you know, he only saved eight people out of that flood. And only a handful of people, Lot and his family, got out of Sodom and Gomorrah. But uh, God is merciful, but he does say this. He told Moses, for he said to Moses, this is according to Romans 9, verses uh, 9, uh, 15 through 16. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I have mercy, and I will show compassion to whomever I show compassion. So then it, not, it, then it does not depend on the person who wants it or the person who runs, but on the person 
uh, but on God who has mercy. So God is in control, and God points out the mercy. And God, it's not Joel. Joel, you're not in control. All right, it's it's God has a God. God is a God of mercy, yes, but He's also a God that, as you said, I will show mercy on whom I show mercy, and compassion on who I show show compassion. But <clears throat> during the flood, He didn't have compassion on the people who were sinning because He said the whole world turned ugly, basically. And he decided to wipe it all clean with the exception of eight people and start over again. So God is a God of mercy, but he's a God of justice. And unfortunately, Joel, when you look and say, and he, you know, as he said here, uh, let me go back to that quote. He said, when I stand, but to me, when I see thousands of people before me, it just doesn't come out of me to say, you guys are terrible and you're going to hell. I'd rather say that God is a God of mercy. Yeah, that sounds all really great and all, but you know, it 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 and it and it sounds wonderful. And on the on the surface, yeah, that's true. You don't want to go up to somebody and say, "Hey, you know, you're going to hell." Um, but on the other hand, the scripture teaches multiple times that we need to repent. We need to change our mind, turn away from the way we were living, and begin to walk in and, and ask God for forgiveness of what we've done and walk forth in him, having our minds changed and having our minds, um, you know, uh, being transformed with the, by the renewing of our minds that we think more like Christ so that we are now, um, we begin to, to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It's so important. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, God is merciful. And, you know, but but seems to be that Joel, um, you know, it, it, and he talks about so many things, and he talks about the God of mercy and justice. But, you know, I, I, I what I'm not, I'm not seeing this, um, he doesn't talk about sin, you know. Uh, this is just the one of the openings to his uh, to his program. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. All right, I hope that came out. I'm going to, um, I've got to check on that. But if it didn't, uh, basically, you know, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I do. Today I'm going to learn from the Word of God. But he doesn't seem to speak the Word of God, even though he has his people confess that they are going to learn from the Word of God. Um, you know, and it's just it's it's just a really, really sad, um, it's, it's really sad that, you know, God has given this man an opportunity. He has thousands of people in his congregation. He has millions of people that listen to him. And he has an opportunity here to preach the gospel and tell people that without Christ, they're undone. Yeah, it's good and all if you want to change the way you are and be a better husband and better father. We're going we're gonna to listen to a few things from Joel here. I have some audio clips Um I'm still having trouble getting the videos lined up with this, and I do apologize for the uh, Kenneth Copeland one, that the videos were kind of out of sync. Uh, that was a technical issue beyond my control. Didn't realize it was going to happen. So I'm working on that, trying to figure that out. But 
but I do have some audio portions here. Uh, this first one is with Joel Olstein and Oprah Winfrey. Now, Oprah did a uh, uh, a video, uh, uh, an interview with him. Now, let me just play this part of this uh, interview here. How would you explain God to a non-believer? I would explain God as the creator, a heavenly father of someone that wants to be in relationship with you, just um, as somebody that's for you, as a friend. Okay, so here's the big question. Are there many paths to get to the one God? Well, I believe, Oprah, that there, I believe that Jesus is the way to the one God, but I believe there are many paths to Jesus. You know, you don't know how Jesus would reveal himself to somebody. So I'm not into excluding people. Jesus can reveal himself to anybody. Does that mean that all people, all races, obviously in your, your, your church, we see all people, all races. I can't imagine that you would have 16,000 people in there and that none of them would be gay. So are gay people also included? Absolutely, anybody is. You know, you know Oprah, we sometimes make a, I say we, maybe the Christian community makes a bigger deal out of, gay, out of being gay, but. Will a gay person be accepted into heaven? as you see it? Well, I believe they will. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that, um, you know, if we, you have to have forgiveness for your sins, but you know, sometimes we look at gay being, you know, a bigger sin than being proud or being, you know, not telling the truth. I don't think God categorizes sins. I think we're all changing and, you know, I'd love to think that we're all going to be without one sin. I hope that's true, but I don't think, I don't think any of us would make it to heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, I would encourage people to be willing to, to change and grow. And, if, you know, if you've got a problem with your temper, let's, let's keep growing. And, but I think that it's going to be open for all of us or we wouldn't have a chance. But does that mean that you're saying, I just because I want to be clear and I don't want to, to interpret anything that isn't. Does that mean that you're saying that you believe that being gay would, is a sin? I believe, that being, I believe that homosexuality is shown as a sin in the scripture. I do. I do. That's just, that's just the way, I mean, my, you know, Oprah, it's a hard thing in a sense because I'm, not, I'm for everybody. I'm not against anybody. I don't think anybody's second class. But when I read the scripture, I just, with good faith, I can't see that it, it doesn't show that that's not, that, that being a sin, that it is a sin. So kudos to Joel that he said that homosexuality is a sin. It is. Uh, the scripture very, was very clear about that. However, with him saying that God doesn't categorize sins, um, uh, let's, let's just look at the Bible here. I think this is the best bet. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Now that word effeminate meet there, um, in the Greek that actually meant men who were having sex with uh, little boys. Uh, so that, but there's more to it than that. We can get into that another time. Nor thieves, oh, excuse me, so no, uh, nor the effeminate, nor homosexuals, says it right there. Nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So right there is very plain. It's very plain that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. If, you know, so to say, yeah, yeah, everybody's going to be accepted in heaven or, you know, but he didn't talk and he had a perfect opportunity to talk about repentance because look what verse 11 says here. It says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, 
but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. So he had an opportunity here. Um, you know, I'm sorry, Joel, but you're wrong. Having people being nice is not going to get them into heaven. It's only through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. There is nothing that we can do of ourselves unless God calls us to repentance and we for, ask for forgiveness of sins and we turn around the way we're thinking and we, we begin to walk in the way of righteousness, are we going to see, as Paul says there, as were some of you, but you were changed, you were bought. You were these things. He had an obvious problem in the Corinthian church. So, I mean, he said, these things, you were, some of you were these things. Now, did you also hear him say that there are many ways to Jesus? Really? There are many ways to Jesus? I'm assuming he's referring to the different religions that, that, that uh, around the world that talk about Jesus and that they work their way towards Jesus is actually what they're doing. But really? Really? I mean, how can that be? And I'm asking this seriously. How can that be when all the religions of the world teach a different Jesus than the one in the Bible? All right? Take, you know, take, um, take Islam. Islam teaches that Jesus is, was a prophet, a powerful prophet. But he was not the son of God. Mormons teach that Jesus was the uh, was the uh, spiritual uh, brother of Satan, and he's not God. Jehovah Witnesses do not believe that he is God. All right, and they 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 work their way to. I, and I've said many times, if it's if it's <clears throat> if if uh, if somebody says it's it's Jesus or Jesus and or, you know or something in place of Jesus, that they're not teaching the same Jesus. That the, You have to go by definitions. What Jesus are we talking about? Are we talking about Jesus, the Son of God, who was the second person of the Trinity, who never lost his divinity on the cross before, during, or after? Oh, is that what we're talking about? Are we talking about the Jesus that is made up you know, he was a nice guy. The way the woke culture wants to think of Jesus, or the, you know, in this, uh, this uh, um, um, what do they call it, Jesus gets me movement, making it seem like he somehow is, is, was a, you know, you know, oh yeah, he was born of a teenage uh, uh, woman, uh, you know, out of wedlock and this and that. It's, it, it, it demeans Jesus and brings him down to where he is. He was the sinless son of God, the only begotten of the Father. So, Joel, there's not a lot of ways to Jesus. We have to turn to Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except through me. And that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty plain. So I'm sorry, Joel. I, I do apologize, and I, and I love you, Joel. I really do. And I just, you know, you have an opportunity here. God has given you an opportunity to reach millions of people with the gospel. But it's not what you teach. It's not what you teach. Okay, let's, take, let's, let's listen to uh, some part of an interview with uh, Joel Osteen and Larry King. This is, this was, this, these were interesting, and I'm going to interject in between some of these. 
How would you classify your type of evangel? Our good friend Billy Graham, who I've been close to for years, he preaches, you know, come down, be saved, sure. turn yourself over to the Lord, give yourself up for God. You don't do that. Well, I do it some, but he, he did that full time, like we'd call it in our circles, an evangelist. Right. We're You're more, not an evangelist. No, no, I'm more a pastor because I'm talking a lot of times to the same people. So what I talk about is how do you live the Christian life? In other words, how do I forgive or how do I have a good attitude or how do I have, how do I reach my dreams? I like to talk about, you know, how do we live out the Christian faith and not just Okay. He says he doesn't consider himself an evangelist. Yet Paul, in his instructions to Timothy, says, do the work of an evangelist. He was, he, fulfill your ministry. All right. Be sober in all things, he says in, um, Paul says in, in uh, be sober in all things. Uh, he says, uh, this is uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 5. But you be sober in all things, enduring hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And this was uh, work, uh, he told this to, to young Timothy, who was a young pastor, and he was giving him instruction on what to do. All right, so continue with more. Now, your fan base is not just Christian, right? I understand you have Muslims, even atheists. How do you explain that? You know, Why would an atheist be a well, fan of Well, I think what they like, Larry, is when, you know, the principles that we teach are from the Scripture, but they, help, they can help anybody, you know, to reach dreams or to forgive or to, uh, to have healthy, you know, good self-image. So, you know, I know I'm not a traditional pastor in terms of I'm just going down teaching Scripture by Scripture because, you know, a lot of my, you know, what I would teach would just be more how to live a, a great life. Okay, we're principles we're teaching from Scripture, he says, to have a good self-image? Is that what the Bible tells us, that we're to have a good self-image? Hmm. And, and Joel, I mean, uh, Larry King asked the question, why would an atheist be a fan in your church? I mean, why would an atheist come to your church? Why would Muslims come to your church? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you're not speaking something that's convicting them of their need of a savior. That is something that's very, very important. Okay, that was the whole thing. Repent of your sins, and the Lord will uh, save you. I mean, this is not something that he's, 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 he's teaching at all. Let's listen to the next part. When you read the Bible, what is, what is fact and what is parable? You know, do you believe Elijah rose up, well, or do I, you believe that's... No, well, I, I believe that. You know, there are some... Do. I do. But I believe, you know, I believe it is literal, but, you know, there are parables in there as well. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not a scholar on it all, but I try to stick with the things I do believe. Do you, do you interpret it literally, though? I do. I do. Isn't that hard some days? Some days for you, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's hard because I don't understand it all. You know, but you but know. you're preaching it, and so yeah. if I'm questioning it, shouldn't you have answers for me? Well, I think I can have answers on the things I understand. So, and that's what I try to stay, stay in my lane of here's what I can, you know, certain things that I believe that that I'm good at and that I do understand. I don't know that anybody understands it all, but maybe somebody does. Okay, Joel. <clears throat> he says he tries to stay in his lane, and he doesn't understand it all. Oh, you know what? And that's a fair statement, okay? Because no one understands all of this. But we ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten us, 
And those, the Bible tells us that those who are called to preach and minister the gospel and minister through his word are going to be held to a higher accountability. And if we're going to speak as an oracle of God, we need to understand this book. But there are some basic precepts in here that we have to understand. And, and, and King, King puts him on the spot and says, if I'm questioning it, shouldn't you have answers for me? Now, if you were to come to me, and in, in all fairness, if you were to come to me, and I were to say, and you were to ask me a question, um, why do, do we believe in this? Or, or do you believe that Elijah, okay, so let's take what, uh, what, what uh, Larry King asked Paul, uh, Joel. He said, do you believe Elijah rose from the thing? Well, yeah, I believe it. And, but there's some people who understand the Bible better than me. And, and, well, okay, either you accept it or you don't. The word of God is pretty clear. All right. Um, now, am I an expert in this book? No, I'm not. I'm not here to prove to you folks that I'm better off or better than anybody else. Uh, I'm not. I'm a wretched sinner that was saved by grace. All right. The Bible says it's by grace that you're saved, not through works. You can't do anything to earn your salvation. Okay. It is a gift of God. God has given the gift of eternal life for those who turn from their sin and believe that Jesus is Lord. And God calls us unto himself. So what is the, what is the, um, what am I saying? Yeah, okay, I'm just telling you, this is what the Bible says. It's pretty clear. Now, the Bible does not contradict itself. Scripture interprets Scripture. So you have to study things. So if you were to come to me, uh, let me get back to that, as, as, uh, as Larry King did, and said, hey, Joel, uh, let me understand this. Uh, you know, you, you, shouldn't you have answers for me? Yeah, you know I should. If you were to ask me a question, Sal, can you please explain to me the difference between, um, you know, uh, uh, you know what it means, you know, what it means to be saved, or, you know, let's just take that as a simple thing. Well, it it means that once you turn your, and I would have to go here now. If I didn't know the full answer to that, I would honestly tell you, you know what, I really don't know. But I'll, you know, let me get back to you on this. Let me let me research this and get back to you with a, with an honest answer scriptural answer. However, the Bible does tell us that we need to study to show ourselves approved, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. This is a sword. <clears throat> if you go into battle and not, how to, no, not know how to use your sword, you're going to run into all kinds of problems. So you've got to learn how to, how to use the word of God. So you need to study this. You should be reading this every day. You know, I mean, it, it, there's so much in here. It's a wealth of information. It's God's word to us. Uh, it's God speaking to us through his word. And yeah, we should be able to give a, uh, an answer. Be ready at all times to give an answer to those who ask, what for the, why do you have the hope within you? I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, we need to we need to um, look to Jesus and and look to His Word and be able to answer these people. And when you're in a position, okay, Larry King would have never interviewed me. 
Uh, we have uh, Sal here, who is just a, uh, he's just a YouTuber that talks about false teachers. And, uh, you know, they would never have me on there. Why? Because I'm not big enough. I'm not going to draw the crowds. All right. And Joel was on there in that particular episode to promote his new book. And I guess at that point, um, he had written seven books up to that point. And all of them have been, you know, very successful in their sales and whatever. And Larry King was, you know, questioning him on this and, you know, talking about his life and things like that. Oh, but I have to tell you one thing. It's one, there's one part of the interview that I didn't, uh, it's available if you look online. But there is a point where Larry King says to him, Joel, look, my wife prays to our father. Okay, I, I don't know what, what Larry meant by that, okay? But he said, but is she really, is somebody, I mean, there's nobody really there. And he, he, he puts Joel on the spot, says, there's nobody there. She's praying to nobody. There's nobody up that's listening to her prayers. God doesn't exist. Larry, I'm sorry. God does exist. And I know Larry King's gone now. And I hope and pray that through the fact that he's interviewed Billy Graham and he's interviewed John MacArthur, he's interviewed all these people, I hope and pray that he's, I think he interviewed John MacArthur, but anyway, I hope and pray that, that he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior before he died. I hope and pray he made a, a confession of Christ. But if not, then sadly, King is lost eternally. But Joel had an opportunity here to present the gospel to him. Even if he just said something simple like, you know what, Larry? The Bible says that it is appointed for man once to die and after that judgment. Even if he said that. And again, I'm not trying to criticize because there are many things I should have done in my life where I should have talked to people. But what's first in your mind when you have, God has opened up the doors for you to have millions of people watching you and you have an opportunity to reach them with the gospel, to tell them without Christ you're lost and undone and you're on your way to an eternal hell. No. I pray for Joel. I pray for the false teachers that we have, and I, and I encourage you to do that. I pray for the false teachers that, <clears throat> that we talk about on this show. And I pray that you do also. Because without Christ, they're lost and undone. Without Christ, they don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. And uh, for them to to uh, just openly ignore the scriptures, openly ignore it. Um, no, you know, it's, it's sad. There's, there's going to come a time when they're, they're going to have to give an account of what they've done. And uh, let's, you know, in, in what they've neglected to do. And there, as I've said, many of these false teachers, I wonder if they're saved at all. Uh, and it's not my place to say whether they're saved. Jesus said, but 
by your by their fruits you shall know them so we look at the fruits that they're exhibiting and are they teaching are they exhibiting fruits at it's it, it. John the Baptist said you know bring forth fruit that's worthy of repentance uh, uh, what is the fruit that they're bringing you know no we're not to we are not to we are to make a judgment, a righteous judgment, according to the word of God. Uh, no. We need to look. If false teachers are producing false fruit, and they're twisting this. Now, again, this is why I said, uh, last week I did uh, Kenneth Copeland, the week before that I did uh, um, Benny Hinn. They're twisting this. They're twisting it. Joel's not twisting it. He's kind of just picking, he's, he's like picking and choosing like a box of chocolates. He's just picking out something. Um, and he's just saying, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to talk about. And he doesn't talk about the redemptive work of Christ. He should, everybody should have an opportunity. Everybody. If you're watching me now, and you're being highly critical of me. That that's okay. I I, I don't care. It's not going to bother. It doesn't bother me. You know. I mean, they crucified Christ. What are they going to? You know. Of course, they're going to hate us. Jesus Jesus said that. When you preach the truth, people don't want to know you. And so, but preaching the truth in love and and telling people, look, let me put it to you this way, folks. For those of you listening. If you're listening to me and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that. You need to turn to God. You need to ask him for forgiveness and repent. Turn and walk away from the way you've been walking and ask God to forgive you. And he will. He will. He will forgive you. But this is not something a quick prayer. You know, Joel Osteen has these things at the end of his thing. Oh, you know, just pray this prayer with me. And he prays the prayer. And like all of them, it, <clears throat> if you said this simple prayer, then we believe you're born again. Well, it's a lot more than that. It's not just a prayer. There's, there's, it, the, the prayer means nothing. My cry to God's heart, my cry of my heart out to God was, I've had enough. I give up. I cannot do this on my own anymore. And God met me that night. I fell asleep, woke up in the morning, and I knew something had changed. I was made anew and refreshed by the Spirit of God. As Paul says in, uh, here in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, okay, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. Yeah, God washes us clean by the Spirit. He justifies us by the Spirit. He makes us holy and righteous because of the Spirit. Cry out to God now. If you need help, uh, you have any questions, you can email me at thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. That's thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. And we'll be glad to, uh, to talk with you and help you. Uh, God bless you, my friends, uh, as we see you next time on The Truth Must Be Told. Be safe. Be blessed. May God watch over you till we meet again. Take care.